What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is episode number 36. I didn't know it off the top of my head. Atul and I are discussing the fairly new movie called Us. I say fairly new because we watched it a little while ago. I think we watched it opening weekend, but um, just didn't have time to actually edit it. It's been busy. I keep saying that, and it actually has been, but we also kind of took a little bit of time off only because the next few weeks are going to be bananas, because we have Shazam, we have Pet Cemetery, we have Hellboy, and a little movie called Avengers Endgame is also coming out soon, so we're going to have a lot of content, probably back-to-back episodes like per week, so um, probably aiming to do Monday still. Uh, but yeah, I've been inconsistent on that. So hopefully we'll get back to consistency. We'll probably be doing weekly episodes for a time, then go back to our standard two-week rotation. So anywho, uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Overall, Atul and I enjoyed it, but we had some certain comments about some of the creative choices that were done in this film. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Thank you for listening, and follow us on YouTube if you haven't done that already at youtube.com slash welcome to your doom. That's all I've got. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Welcome to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are your Harbingers of Doom, Atul Katru. I am Justin. What's up, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's you didn't think I was going to ask that question? No, you took caught, me, caught me completely by surprise. <laughs> no, man. Uh, no, nothing much. Uh, just getting used to the new job, which yeah. is interesting. I don't think I've... Yeah, we haven't had a podcast since I started my new job, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. This would be the first one. Yeah, I was know. working on it when I was uh, in L.A. Actually, the, oh, the, the Captain Marvel one. episode. Yeah, nice. I released it. Man, so the offices I was at. Yeah, I can't remember if I told you or not, but like we've got like some crazy uh, Wi-Fi over there, basically. Oh, okay. Usually, it takes you know the files that go up to YouTube are usually about four or five gigs after mm-hmm. I'm done with it. Yeah, they upload when I'm at home about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, thirty seconds. Two gigs. Four it was gig? five. It was like four or five gigs in like 30 That's seconds. I was upload. watching the YouTube upload progress. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> really? You so. also were uh, you doing a little like VR stuff, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're get, doing some VR stuff. You showed me a video from the studio. They were doing motion cap, mocap in yeah. the studio. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, That's cool. Doing some cool uh, stuff over there. That's it's, some cool uh, work. It's like, yeah, it, it's really, really cool. And uh, there's a few people at the job that I worked with at DreamWorks, so it was kind of cool. So the first day I get in there, I'm sitting there with, like, somebody else that's also starting off. Like, it's their first day as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm just sitting there, and we're talking. You know, How did you get in? Oh, you know, I know some people, and this and that. It's, oh, that's nice. And then all of a sudden, a guy that I worked with at DreamWorks walks in. He's yeah. actually the guy that runs the mocap stage. And I see him, and I'm like, dude! He's <laughs> like, 
what? <laughs> he didn't know I was actually starting and working there. That's so I really see funny. him and then I'm like hugging him and stuff. And we're, you know, we're just talking and shooting the shit for a bit. And then he goes into work. And then I sit down. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of like uh, there's like an overpass where people work. Yeah, yeah. Like that looks down on the the uh, the lobby. Yep. And then all of a sudden, my buddy, one another one of my buddies comes, hey. And then I look up. I'm like, hey, buddy. And then we start talking. Another one of my friends and one of my new bosses comes over. And yeah. Another person. And all of this happens within the span of like two or three minutes. And then the girl looks over at me that was also starting. She's like, how do you know everybody? <laughs> it was like that time in New York. Remember? Oh, my God. We were at Bryant Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Uh, the, the bartender came over and he's like, yeah, have you guys put, a, uh, put your tab down yet? I turned around and looked at him. He's like... Oh, it's you. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> he goes back. And then everybody else is there like, who the hell are you? <laughs> this guy must oh. be a big deal. Oh, this is fun. Bryant. He owns the park. <laughs> is, I, I am Mr. Park. Mr. Park. Um, uh, so anyway, cut the chatter, cut the laughing, because we're here to talk about Jordan Peele's Us. Yes. Um, so a little bit of backstory on this, which is why you're getting the episode late this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go see it on Sunday and had every intention of going to watch or going to do the episode after that. However, we got out of the film and we were both, I, I, I'll say that I was at least, mentally exhausted from the experience. And there was so much to unpack about the film because it was very dense and different and interesting. Yes. And crazy. There was all kinds of different feels and we just didn't have it in us. I certainly didn't have it in me to do an episode right I away. remember walking out thinking I was going to ask you whether or not cuz I needed to think about it more. I've definitely but you said you're like I think we need to like delay recording yeah. this podcast because I did feel like while the podcast would have been a little rawer out, coming out of the movie um, it would have been a lot more meandering and sort of all over the place. We'll save that this shit time, for drinking with skeletons. Yeah, yeah, and this is, I mean, not to say that this will not be meandering and boring, but uh, it'll be less meandering and boring. Meandering ideally. with a purpose. Yeah, with a purpose. Ideally, um, ideally. And you said there's a lot to unpack. My shit's still packed. I've tried to like unpack this thing and unravel it, and there's just like an onion. So I haven't gotten to the center of it, and I've got a couple of points there, but let's see. Let's see how this goes. Okay. We'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Do we want to jump right in? Got a line, ladies and gentlemen. This is us. Not that weepy drama on television, which I heard was pretty good, but this is Jordan Peele's Us, the horror film. Sit down, Captain Marvel. This is how you use '90s music in a modern movie. I got five on it. Yes, sir. Is that actually about drugs? It is. It is. <laughs> it is about drugs. I grew like I basically that was one of the biggest songs when I when I was growing up. I used to listen to that song all the time. Yeah, Lunas. I got five on it. I don't think they did any. Other. I feel like they were a one hit wonder mostly, but uh, I got five on it. It's like getting half of a dime bag. It's like you know oh. if you're like you you're, you know you're, you're dropping ten bucks, you're, but your you know your buddy's broke as shit, so he's just like yo, I got fives. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's that's what that is. The song is hypnotic. I've, I thought it was. I thought it was so hypnotic. And I got to tell you, man, when I saw the trailer for this movie, the tra- the first trailer for the movie, because I avoided all of the other ones. Yes, same. Saw the first trailer for the movie, and they use a heavily remixed and like you know rejiggered version of the song uh, in in the trailer, and I freaked out. First of all, in the trailer, they actually use the song as they're playing it in the car, and then they use this 
other version that they constructed specifically for the movie using right. sort of the the melody of the, of the song. And dude, I freaked out like when I heard that. And this is the attention to detail that we're talking about. I I've come to the conclusion that I've I like the movie. Mm-hmm. It took me a little while to figure that out, but I I liked it. And I like I like it because Jordan Peele's attention to detail, it's it's so minuscule. It's everything, everything in the frame. Right. Right? Right down to if you're going to use this song, he went out of his way to requisition a a rejiggered version of the song to suit his movie. However, nobody was buying half of a bag of drugs, which yeah, was unfortunate. Was no half, but I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of you know a lot of a lot of dime bags on set. That's right. But but, now, uh, but, uh, but yeah. So like that's so so I, I liked it. There was a there was a, a tremendous attention to detail. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele's growing in his craft, but what one thing I would say mm. is that I feel like uh, you know like if you're a DJ. Right. Uh, if you're a DJ and you play a few parties, you have got to earn the respect of your audience before you can start playing the shit that's really weird, esoteric things that people haven't heard of before. Introduce people to new music. You can't just jump right into that stuff. You got to earn that credibility by playing a Bieber, right? You know, or like a, a, a you know Chris Brown, or like you know, like you really got to get people to believe in you as a right. DJ, like to be like, I'm gonna drop some new shit to the point where you drop new stuff, right? People are like, this is the new hot shit, as opposed to this is just some guy. Like I've never heard this. Who right. the fuck is this guy? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele released Get Out, and he he got that respect, I think, because I think Get Out is actually a, a much more um, tangible story a story that you understand exactly what's happening in the story <laughs> like yeah. there's no it's 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 got a lot of subtext to it absolutely but like the plot is never something you're really questioning right. um but in this movie right e- even right from the credit sequence yeah a steady cam shot of of rabbits right he is and basic- the creepiest fucking song in the world yeah, yeah exactly uh this chanting music He's basically ratcheting up his like artistic uh, license. Yeah, he's basically like, I made I made a movie, I got everyone's attention. Now I'm gonna show you some shit. It's gonna be weird as fuck. It's gonna be weird, but I'm good at this, so I'm gonna do this. And I think that might I think that might turn some people off because it's it's kind of like he's jumping into that. And it's his second movie. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in that movie where it's like these long long shots and these like monologues and stuff like that and a lot of people like he's he's he jumped right into it he's like this is my vision i'm doing it and it's that all of that attention to detail um but i decided i liked it yeah um so anyway that was a really long-winded way of saying i i i like the movie um i liked it a lot oh really it's weird okay so here's the thing is i liked it a lot but it's marred by at least a few things that i fucking hated okay so i don't know where that that's why i was saying i mentioned you earlier that like i don't know where i fall on that scale because there's a couple of things that were just egregiously wrong to me about Mm -hmm. putting in the film however the score the look of the films the the coloring the performances uh the imagination yeah there's so much good stuff. Yes. This film was basically a thriller horror. Yeah. It has one of the best action scenes I've seen in recent memory. With, oh, yeah. Okay, well, it, we'll get into that. Yeah, but, but like it, it is such an interesting film. However, like I said, and I can't t- discuss it without going into spoilers yet, yeah. 
but it's marred by at least a few things that I just did not like about it. Mm-hmm. Some things felt too convenient. Some things felt that they were in the wrong place or were completely unnecessary. Sure. However, I, I think I agree with you yeah. on that. However, this film has some of the best performances I've seen to date. Yeah. And the actor, I didn't write all down all the, the actors' names, but all the actors, I mean the families, Yes. Yeah. they deserve, the actors deserve kudos because they brought to, to each of them brought two characters to life. That's right, yeah. And two very distinct versions of the characters. Yeah. And one was, you know, wholesome and fun and somebody no. you'd probably want to get along with and hang out with. Yeah. And the others were the thing of fucking nightmares. Yeah, that's so, right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about the film. Um, and the bad things I can't say to you without spoiling it. So there, The composition here, like Jordan Peele stepped up his visual game. There yes. is just a there is a visual style to this movie that's like he really ratcheted up and that's what I mean like I think he's cashing in a lot of that goodwill from get not that it's undeserved he's absolutely I I I I love his output right you know he's jumping into the twilight zone now and he's hosting like the new re, new revamp times he's got he's got his production company now like get out was really good and he's cashing in a lot of that and he's like I'm not just another horror director I'm like an auteur. Like, I'm putting together. I hate that word. Yeah, but but yeah, but you see what I mean. I feel like a lot, like a lot of people do. A lot of people like because it sounds almost um, like you're full of yourself, mm. you know. Um, and to and a little and to 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 sort of put a fine point on, it, like, I put think five on it. If I'm gonna put five on, put it, ten on it. I'm go, put ten. Go. Not on that. Yeah, you know, I'm broke as fuck. I can't buy the whole thing back. <laughs> but like, I. I think that he's cashing that in because there are like Hitchcockian levels of of like uh, of camera work and and like a Brian De Palma shot. There's a shot that don't, like Brian De Palma like patented, which is like the focus, the in focus, uh, b- b- the foreground and the background yes. being in focus at the same time. This is what I'm talking about. Like he is he. This movie was his stepping stone visually. Like he ratcheted up big ideas, big visuals. And initially, it kind of caught me off guard, where I was mm-hmm. like, "What?" Well, there's like a lot of a lot of this in the movie, and I could see that turning people off. Yes. Um, uh, but at the same time, I liked most of it. Right. I liked I liked a lot of it, but I do have some reservations about the like like plot mechanics. I think a lot of it is what we're talking about and mm-hmm. what the movie's about. And ill-placed humor is a big thing for me too. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. Like there's there's some zigs and zags in the story that. Uh, it's a little clunky, and I do think that the middle sags a little bit. There's a part, uh, not uh, this doesn't ruin anything. There's a home invasion, mm-hmm. obviously, like from the trailer, and there's a part of this of the home invasion. I think it lasts a little too long. I was a little bored mm. uh, in that moment, but then it pick, it picked up a little bit later. But uh, I think so. There was a pacing thing where I think maybe the movie thinks it's a little more interesting than it actually is at that particular moment. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, visually, the score, I can't say enough about the score. It's so, so good. The remix of I Got Five on it is is part of the score, and it's used in a crucial moment of the movie, and it just had me, like, in goosebumps. I was just loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. It was so, so good. Right. Um, memorable in a way that the, the music selection in Captain Marvel was not. That being said, I think that this song had I I have a personal connection with this particular song, so that prob- that's probably why. Although like some of the some of the music in in, in Captain of- Marvel, like I knew and I grew right. up with too, 
Um, it was more poppy and stuff. I think that I, I think the gen the generation of people that are going to see this film will have some form of connection to I Got Five on it because it was a very popular song yeah, for our yeah, age group. That's true. Um, you know, plus or minus five years as well. Yeah. So you know, primarily that's going to be a good chunk of the audience going to see us. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I think it'll play well with a lot of people. And frankly, I mean, the the the, the movie reviews for it have been exceptional, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's sitting at. Most of them, some of them are four stars, but most of them put five on it. Well done. You. Well uh, done. Thank you. That was good. 95%. <laughs> it was 90. And that's my five on it joke. Oh, um, fuck. No, man. That was great. Um, all right. So do you want to start talking spoilers? or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, ju- let's jump right in. So uh, why don't you take us through the... Um, so the movie opens up on Santa Cruz Beach. A young Adelaide is there with her parents who are not doing a fantastic job at parenting and they lose track of her. She goes mm-hmm. wandering off into a spooky-ass hall of mirrors. Yeah, I don't know what possesses someone to walk into one of those places at night with nobody else there. With nobody else there. There's no carnival barkers at the front trying to, you know, rustle up business and yeah. get you to go in or anything yeah. like that. And she goes in and meets her doppelganger who later on in the film is known as red yeah that's right and the, the the i think the scene cuts from there to a series of scenes where she's traumatized by running into this doppelganger like another version of herself right and uh, they're asking her to you know express Talk herself she's draw, not talking yeah draw express herself because she's you know, nearly like she's just not speaking right um so that's kind of like the first scene yeah the whole scene and then she basically flash forwarded to her uh her husband and family mm-hmm. that she's had since then I do want to talk about this first scene because we talk a lot, like we've talked a lot about, I think Jordan Peele has done a great job of like circumventing a lot of the horror tropes, mm-hmm. but this is one of the biggest horror tropes. Though walking into, you know, a spooky ass place with nobody there. Yeah. And I'm just like, when I was watching it, I'm like, you you know, we got all the other tropes, but this one, like sometimes you need them. Yeah. I feel like sometimes they're, they're tropes for a reason, right? Uh, so not that it affected my enjoyment of the movie. It was more I've just kind of smirked to myself. I'm like, oh, yeah. you didn't subvert them all, sir. Um, I didn't actually say it like that. I just said it like that. You might as well have. It's <laughs> yeah. a very silly point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty silly point. Um, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Black Manta, is playing her dad, which was completely out of nowhere. I had no idea he was in the movie. I forgot how fuck he, the Dude's jacked. Yeah, he's a big boy. His back is like the yeah. size of the screen. Yeah. Yeah, they at you and actually he's tall too. He's tall. Yeah. You saw the the framing of the picture actually changed to the IMAX framing when they were <laughs> showing his back. Screen. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> when did we change aspect? Yeah, to shoot on 75 millimeter for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, It was worth it. Um, um so I noticed two names. I noticed him and uh, I also noticed the the actress who plays Starfire on Titans is in the movie and I think she is her mom, oh. I think. I, I didn't get. They, she never gets a close up. No, like her yeah, mom she never doesn't. gets a close up, and that's the only person who I think it could be. I've only seen a few episodes of Titans, um, but uh, but yeah. So it was just two things that happened at that time. Another thing I want to mention: Jordan Peele, clearly a man who loves horror. I yes. knew this when I used to watch it. Uh, watch uh, Key and Peele with my wife back, like way back in the day when they were first yeah. releasing the videos. All of the comedy skits about like that are horror based. Um, 
even their movie Keanu. I don't know if you ever saw that. That uh, no, the, it's not Key and Peel. I don't think the characters. I can't remember, but it's like very similar to right, that. Yeah. But uh, but that has a lot of hor- like uh, horrific moments in the movie, and uh, it's clear that I was like one of these guys likes horror. Yeah. Like I never knew who it was, and then Get Out obviously came out. I'm like, okay, it's clear because there are so many references in this movie to older films. At the beginning, you see. Uh, the 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 uh, Lupita Nyong'o I I'm probably probably mispronouncing her name but Lupita's character when she's younger before she meets her doppelganger she's watching this television uh, in the 80s mm-hmm. and they're talking about the Hands Across America movement but on the shelf if you look on the left and right side there's like t- tons of like horror references and the thriller T-shirt. The... They were really shoving down the fact that it was 1989. Yeah at that yeah point. so they had the thriller T-shirt. And then when we flash forward to the new family, Lupita is all grown up and her son is wearing a Jaws t-shirt and he's wearing the 19, like Lon Chaney Jr. inspired Wolfman mask, which I was just like, I basically can't dislike this movie right now. (laughs) Like I I basically, I'm contractually obligated to like this movie. This kid is wearing a Jaws, Thriller, Jaws, and and the 1940s Wolfman. I'm like... And and uh, oddly enough, Thriller started my fear and fascination with werewolves. Uh, and obviously he's wearing a wolfman mask. And this whole idea of duality and the shadow stuff, I think these actually play in thematically with the rest of the movie. I might be reaching here a little bit, but that's kind of one of my takeaways was that I think all of that was on purpose. And that's mm-hmm. really what I'm talking about, this meticulous attention to detail. We'll probably get into that later. But I just wanted to mention that there's a ton of, like, in this first scene, she wins a t-shirt. At the carnival, and right. the T-shirt she puts on is a Thriller T-shirt, which in which Michael Jackson turns into a werewolf and turns into a zombie, both dark halves of like you know they're always the, the Jungian shadow and all those archetypes and all that. Nonsense. You're very deep. I don't know how you made that connection. Um, that's that's what I thought when I but I'm also very fixated on like werewolf lore. I'm those like some of my that's my favorite monster. That's right. Fair. So whenever something shows up like that. It catches my attention. So, uh, Jaws, I love, but I can't. The Jaws is not really related, other than you know the beach scene. But yeah, yeah. Um, you can really get away from Jaws by just staying out of the water. That's true. Sticking to pools. That's right. That's true. Um, anyway, so uh, anything you wanted to say about that beginning scene? It was really creepy, really well done, well constructed. I thought. Um, yeah. No, I don't really have much to say. You you literally said all of it. Yeah, sorry, I was talking you had a lot. Nothing. There. I, had, I had I have this one huge paragraph. No, so trust me, I'm. A, I'm not going to talk this much later. So. <laughs> Fair. No, the, the, there wasn't much in that in that opening scene for me to really grasp on. It was sure. establishing the characters. It established the kid. But it was very early on that I I kind of had an inkling of what the twist was going to be in the film. Oh, is that right? When, okay. when they said, I want my daughter back, I, I understood they were saying that they, they wanted her to not be traumatized yes. but I immediately thought well wait they didn't show anything about what happened after that's true maybe they did a whole switcheroo and this is the daughter no I, sorry I, I take that back it wasn't until a little later in the film that I had that realization sure sorry sure. it wasn't I right also away. feel really stupid why because I didn't see that coming really yeah I was I just feel it really was a, dumb I feel really dumb anyway uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk. get into that yeah. when we get there but uh, but yeah no I, there was nothing it was it was a good setting up of the characters, and then it, when it it transitioned to the family, yeah. Um, I don't know how I immediately knew that she was the girl, but the the way that he cut it or the way that it was 
you know, faded sure. from. It was perfect because yeah. it gave me all the information I needed to know about the family. Yeah. Um, so anyways, then you cut to the family and they're going on their family vacation, going up to their cottage mm-hmm. or a cottage up near Santa Cruz beach. Yep. They're meeting up with their douchebag friends at some point <laughs> yeah. and they have this plan to go to Santa Cruz. Now you can see that Adelaide does not want to go to Santa Cruz because yes. she has these traumatic memories. Yes. Um, she doesn't, she, it seems like she's never talked to Gabe about it because they have this conversation after the beach and she starts yeah. seeing all these coincidences, the 11, yes. 11 and then the, the, back of the head that the kid drew i got chills just thinking about that yeah um so that's that's kind of where everything's leading off so at this point you've got all of these different characters that have been established and they get to the beach and that guy gets murdered and you're immediately connecting to the old guy you mean uh you mean they come across they come across the the guy body yeah they come across the body in the ambulance ambulance. yeah now the kid wanders off and sees the doppelganger of this stabby stab guy, or the guy but that got stabbed. But you don't stabbed. know that he's not facing him. Oh, right? you know it's him though. Oh, I didn't even—I didn't know who it was. Again, it, I feel really stupid. <laughs> I feel like this movie was like too smart for me. That's oh. almost what I feel like. This movie was just well, like running circles around anyways, my intellect. So this is this is one of the parts where I'm t- starting to question the intelligence of some of these characters because this kid, Jason. Clearly knew that this kid, this dude was just standing there all creepy like with blood dripping down his hands. And he thought, "Mm, that's normal. I'm going to go draw that. And then he leaves. Yeah. Why didn't he tell somebody? Why didn't he bring it up with somebody? Be like, this guy may or may not have killed somebody. Or this guy is hurt and he's bleeding everywhere. Mommy, mommy, look. Yeah, Yeah. Like, I don't understand why... That was, I don't know, that was a really weird way to establish that point. That's true. Like, I also, it also occurred to me that that was odd. It was an odd choice. Yeah. But, you know. But visuals. It, it was a good it visual. It was a good visual. And hmm. it, was, it was creepy. And, you know, you can only do so much in that runtime. I do think that, you know, some kind of, oh, there's a, you know, there's a man over there. But then there's that cliched shot of, like, someone's over there and they're bleeding. And they look over there and there's no one there. It's like, they could do that. Mm-hmm. And be like every other movie ever made, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or just be like, fuck it. Let's just, we know. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Like, let's get on to the new stuff. You know? Or just don't regard the fact that his hands are dripping in blood. blood. Because I was cool with it until I saw the picture of it. And I was like... Oh, he like drew the blood. He drew the blood. And I'm like, if you knew he was bleeding, yeah. then... <laughs> this kid's ruthless. Yeah, he's a strange, strange <laughs> I do not want dude. to be stuck with this kid on an island. <sighs> he <Jason>. will <laughs> stab me and start eating me also i would like to comment as a magician on the fact that whatever the hell that he was playing with was not magic i don't understand what he i was don't talking. understand that yeah he has this oh little, no you know what i think i understand what it is yeah. there's a an implement we have called flash paper yeah oh, and yeah. this stuff just when it lights it goes up poof, yeah into like, a big ball of flame poof. i think yeah. that that is probably just something that a magician would hold out and that would be what they light flash paper with so that way it makes it yeah. like com- like it's coming from your fingertips. Sure, yeah. So I take back what I said. Yeah. It was just a very poorly maintained implement, and it didn't really spark very often. Sparked when it needed to. It did. Um, it did. So, so yeah, so this scene is interesting. There's a scene where uh, Frisbee, Frisbee is thrown, and it lands on her uh, Lupita's uh, character. What's her name? Adelaide? Adelaide. Adelaide's um, beach towel. And it the, the the circle like the actual frisbee lands in it uh, on the circle pattern of the towel, but it lands right on top of a circle, yeah, perfectly aligning with the circle pattern on the towel. And they linger on this shot for very very long. And this is another thing where I'm saw like Jordan Peele is really like he's like I'm going to do this. 
Like, I'm going to linger on this. I'm going to linger on shots. I'm going to take artistic chances. He's doing all of this on purpose. I'd forgotten about that shot, but it stood out when it had happened. Oh, absolutely. Like, Why it's did like he just a, do that? holding on the but, shot. Yeah. And she lifts it up. And what I think it is, she mentions in the next scene where they come back from, from the beach that a series, uh, she, she feels like coincidences yeah. are occurring more and more. And right. I think that's what it was. I think yeah. that like that was another coincidence. Like, wow, what are the chances of that happening? Right. Um, when she's explaining her her sorted past with uh, her husband for the first time. Right. So, but it's just another example of this really like meticulous detail uh, art, this sort of artistic endeavor that Jordan Peele's making this movie into. Right. Um, so. And I also want to mention that uh, Tim Heidecker is playing Josh and yeah. Elizabeth Moss, I don't have her character's name up, but um, they do a great job of playing that asshole family. Like Elizabeth Moss is yeah, fantastic. That's right. When he got, what was it? He said something about like, I can't remember when she was pouring the wine. He's like, go die or something like that. Yeah. I think I've, no. I, I've thought about, yeah, I think I'm it's like, what is it? So, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she asks for another drink. Yeah. He pours it out. And he's like, what do you say? She's like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she says. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. That's uh, that's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. But I'm sure I will. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like uh, they are, they're pretty good. Uh, you don't really get to see a whole lot of them. But no. you get them a little bit more later in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So the kid runs off. Uh, uh, Adelaide freaks out that her youngest son. She also has a, a daughter who's old, like a, a, a daughter um, older. Uh, sorry, the brother has an older sister. Zora. So yeah, Zora. 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 Is her name. All right. Like Zora. Zora. Got it. Like. I meant to say like Zoro, but I fucked it up. So <laughs> Zorro, I just went with it. <laughs> um, and uh, the 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 younger uh, son disappears. Sees this scarecrow man, and she freaks out. And she finds him. She says, never run off again. Yeah. And they promptly leave the beach right. and go back to uh, the cottage where they discuss her her past. Right. Yeah. And I, it was an emo- It was So this is where you start to see like the really good emotional scenes. Mm-hmm. Because you believe everything that's going on in her head. She seems legitimately terrified. Terrified, yeah. About this. Absolutely. And she's freaking out. And they don't give you a minute to absorb any of it. Because all of a sudden... Hey, we've got people on our driveway. That's right. And yeah. then you've got such a good shot. The way that they lit the yeah. scene, the way that it's framed, genuinely creeped the shit out of me. I knew it was coming. You'd seen that shot in the trailers, you'd seen it in production stills. And even still, seeing it in the film gave me chills. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That shot of them on the driveway, uh, Winston Duke's character, uh, the father, what's yeah. the, uh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Um, Played really well by Winston Duke, but he's just, I think he's just like, it's so funny, he's dumb as bricks in this movie. Yeah, Like, he he's just a big old dummy. And um, and again, as much as the cliche, like, we're trying to break out of the cliches, he just does some monumentally, and says some monumentally stupid things. But, um, you know, he, he, there's this very tense moment where he goes outside to ask them to leave and they don't move. He goes and he gets the baseball bat. They They call the police immediately, which is another trope that... People don't do that in horror films. Like, they don't call the police right away, right? But they called the police right away. They said they'd be here in 15 minutes. Yeah. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, how are they going to handle that? And then put that one away while things sort of played out in the movie. And they have this great scene where, um, you know, he comes out with the bat. And the 
one of the family gives a signal and they all break off. Yeah. Like the two smaller ones go off into the bushes and the big guy comes towards him. So uh, really, really well done. And they have this break-in scene. And now these, these guys, essentially, they break into the house and, uh, and they force the family to sit on the couch. And that's when they realize these four other people in these red jumpsuits with these gold scissors are them. Yeah. They are basically their doppelgangers. Right. And, uh, and we get a really uh, tense moment with the family, but then you also get some exposition yes. in the form of what is like, I, I literally, my throat was hurt. Yes. Like when yes. I, when I heard uh, what I think her name is red, who is Adelaide's yes. or Lupita Nyong'o's doppel, doppelganger, who is obviously sort of leading this charge, um, starts speaking and the rasp in her voice, it's just like, I was like, <coughs> like I, my throat started drying up when I heard that. Yeah. Uh, it was a very interesting choice, uh, but an effective one. Very effective yeah. one. It ramped up the creep factor even more. Because yeah. when you're looking at them, you're wondering what they, what their potential motivations are to doing what they're doing. And all of a sudden, like her exposition is one thing and definitely sets the tone of why they're, you know, a little PO'd. Yeah. But... It just dials up the creep factor with that voice, For the way sure. that she's doing it. And yes, it had a lasting impact on me after that scene. Yeah, I agree. And she, I think she speaks one at least one more time at length later in the movie. Yes. Uh, but both times it's extremely well delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what happens is this really weird pairing off. Each, um, well, well, she ends up giving them a name. She gives them a name. She calls them the tethered. Yes. Right in that scene, and and it's sort of like she tells this very dramatic story about how people living in the light have a good life, and people living in the dark have the same life, but everything is um, horrific. Yeah. Basically, and, uh, and that's essentially what her family is. Right. And so. So they all pair off. So the father doppelganger pairs off with uh, Gabe and uh, the, the the younger brother and the older sister pair off with their own. And they go and they essentially, I'm not sure exactly what the motivation on this scene was. Again, this movie is way smarter than I am. I felt dumb after leaving this movie because I, I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Yeah. Um, but uh, but what I the only one I really understood was the younger kid the younger brother wearing the wolfman mask all the time. His yeah. doppelganger is almost like a dog. Yeah. It's almost like a wolf. Like basically it's a very, you know, this, and that was done on purpose. And yeah, it's like a course. dog and his name is Pluto. Yes. Um, and he's like, go and play. Yeah. So they go and they play. They, that's literally what they're doing, right? They go to this closet and play. Whereas Gabe gets dragged off into his boat and the doppelganger, Gabe's doppelganger is driving out the boat and then he has this moment where he's like, none of them can speak. You realize they don't make, they can't speak. She's the only one that speaks. And that was, a, that was another clue yeah. as to like what was going on here. And he, uh, so Gabe's doppelganger, uh, and, and sorry, just to complete the, the trio, the, the older sister runs off with her doppelganger and she's running down the street right. playing tag or something like that. Probably a deadly version of tag. Um so they go off and they do these things. Like I think it's stuff that they love to do. Yeah. I think that's what it is. So like the younger brother likes to play in that dark closet. Uh, she loved to run. Uh, so that's why she's running down the street. And he loves his boat that he just bought, maybe. I don't know. Um, so yeah, and then uh, um, 
And then uh, the uh, uh, Adelaide's doppelganger and her stay in the living room. Right. So what did you think of like what happens to these these guys? Let's talk about Gabe first because yeah. I think Gabe's is the, is the most interesting and kind of the funniest. Gabe's one. is the funniest, but at the same time, he was also the one that was my biggest problem in this scene because he kept on cracking jokes. It a scene like. The, oh, and the couch scene oh, when he talks about like sakes. the boat, take the I, boat. Yeah, it's the same problem I had with the the comedic relief in Get Out. Uh, Get Out, where sometimes it was being overused. Yeah, but in this one, it was like a club to the head because it's during a really tense scene. Yeah. that that keeps on happening. It does I'm diffuse like, it a little. It bit. diffuses it too much. Yeah, too much because I, I didn't need it. It didn't need yeah. the diffusion at that point. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. It drove drove me nuts. I mostly agree with that. However, his doppelganger was. Terrifying. Yeah, he was. He his he played so the the the, the same actors play both yes. roles, and he is absolutely. He's got the big beard, and he's he seems almost bigger, but like yeah. you know, um, and he takes him out on the boat, and Gabe is able to get the better of him and actually actually kill him. And what I think is like the one of the best kills in the movie. He really, head butted an engine. Yeah, his to get engine, it to go. It was his, the best. Yeah, his engine turns on and off, and you got to hit the engine on the on the boat to get it to turn back on. So when he's like they've not been knocked out of the boat and they get into this scuffle, so he's climbing back on the boat, and the, his doppelganger is trying to drag him back into the water, but he's right by the engine. Yeah. And Gabe is can't use his arms, so he uses his head and he headbutts the engine. And the engine turns on, the spurt of blood comes up. I'm like, oh, that was great. Yeah. That was super inventive, and I actually really enjoyed that. That yeah, was yeah, really yeah. well done. Um, Zora's uh, chase with. Her uh, Umbre, I think, is yeah, the, the is the name of the her doppelganger. Yeah, eh, it was kind of tense, but it was, it was okay. I thought it was horror stuff. Yeah, I thought that was the least interesting one. Yeah, um, and she basically runs down the street and then runs back to yeah, the house. That's so basically it was it. kind of like yeah, and uh, the, the the kid, the youngest brother, actually I thought had the most interesting one, which is the one in the closet with right. this Pluto who's wearing a full on sack yeah. on his face and. What he's like disco- a gimp mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he discovers is that Pluto, his doppelganger, will copy everything he does. Yeah, almost like action for action, or maybe it's, um, maybe it's only when the mask is on. That's what I thought. I thought it's only when the mask is on will he copy him. Um, so anyway, so uh, the the younger brother's wearing that Wolfman mask. He takes the Wolfman mask off, and then the doppelganger does the same thing. You see that he's completely burned. Yeah, on his face. Uh, he gets out of the room and is able to reconnect with his uh, with his mother, and they escape the cottage as a family together on the boat. Right. Is there anything else there that you wanted to talk about? The 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 copying stuff comes in later, but the thing I didn't understand is why do all of the other ones have their own distinct personalities, yeah. and this kid doesn't? It just I feel like very he's just strange to me. Yeah, so I thought maybe it was because he was really young. Maybe really young, or yeah. maybe, maybe because of the, da- the very damaged with the fire. With the fire, maybe something yeah. along those lines. That's right. Yeah, something. Um, some, there's something about him, obviously, that is that's different than everyone else. Yeah, and it's not all the time. He's not copying them all the time because he chases them too. Right? Yeah, so, that's the thing. Is like when does it end and where does it begin? Yeah, Why? I think it only ends and begins when he wants it to, and that actually comes into play later too. Mm-hmm. I think it was a it's a distraction. He uses it as a distraction. Man. I think this is, again, it's just like conjecture. But, yeah, um, and uh, this is the part of the movie that sagged a little bit because the the home invasion lasts a long time, and I think the, there was a moment where it just. I'm like, I get it. It's gone on a little too long. I thought it was too long 
and uh, I was a little bored. The boat scene took way long. They could have skipped the whole him going off the boat, floating around for a little while, finding the boat, getting back on. He could have just tossed him over the side. And had that. And then had that happen right away. That would have shaved off five minutes of the, well, maybe not, I don't know, however many minutes of the movie, and it would have been a lot tighter. Yeah, I just feel like this moment, because because the mystery is deflated in this scene, where um, it's this, it's sort of similar shtick happening, and I just, it was stunning at the beginning, and I was on board, and then slowly, slowly, the tension started leaking out of the side yes. of the the scene. It picks up again, yes, but it just—I think it, I don't know what it was. There was something. There was some tension leaking out of the scene. So, right. so this was the part where I was like, uh, "Okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to move on to something right. new. Like, what's what have you got coming up next? Yeah. So, so um, what they had coming up next was everybody gets away from their doppelganger. They all get to the boat, yep. and then they they cruise off to Josh's place, but Josh and his family have been done in very quickly by their own doppelgangers. That's correct. And that and was a pretty terrifying scene. I didn't expect that, like the way they shot that. I, where the doppelganger just comes out of the room in the yeah. back, stands right next to his daughters, and they all, from in a wide angle, they all just get off at the same time. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than just like a gradual scare. Uh, what was the film that we watched a long time? Oh, the Descent. Oh, when God, they're panning yeah. around in yeah, the cave. That was scary. That man. scared the piss out of me. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a jump scare. It was just like, oh, there's something weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that oh, my God moment is exactly what this film did. It's not a jump scare. She literally just walks out of yeah, the, the, she's the like, girl's hey, room. I'm going to scare you in three, two, one, stabby stab. Yeah. And it got pretty stabby in there. Oh, very stabby. And Elizabeth Moss is death but by the hands of her own doppelganger is an, is a funny is a, it's almost funny scene where she's trying to like walk away and they have a Siri Amazon Alexa type <laughs> device and um there's a song that's playing good vibrations good vibrations yeah I can't figure out for the life of me why that song is playing. I know it's playing for a reason. Again, this is another example of this movie being smarter than I am and a lot of other people doing analysis that are that are smarter than I am, but uh but I certainly could appreciate what happens next when she says, you know, I can't remember what they call it. They call it like Veronica or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. Veronica call police, but she had been stabbed in the throat. So like it came out something, something police. It's like, okay, playing Fuck the Police by NWA and Fuck the Police comes on. And I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm like... I never would, when she said call the police, I knew that it was gonna happen. Yeah, like I knew that was gonna happen, but I just it was so good. I'm like, and I feel like only someone like Jordan Peele would think of something like that. Right. That that fine line between like satire, comedy, and horror. He like rides that line very, very well. Yeah. And this was a, was, it made me laugh. It was like really, really fun. It was it was funny and like grotesque and horrifying all at the same time. I think my favorite part about this scene, not only just the good scares that came from it and yeah. the comedy relief, which that was done well. That yeah. wasn't something that I felt like was taking away from the tension. It cut no. the tension right when it needed to be cut because yeah. now we're jumping to something else. Yeah, totally right. fine. Yeah, scene was over. But, um, the thing that I found interesting was this took me by surprise because I'm like, holy shit, they have got doppelgangers too? Yeah. And then that's when you find out that this isn't an isolated incident. Yes. Something big is happening across, well, it seemed like the beaches and maybe the world. So so this is interesting because you said you started thinking that uh, Adelaide's character might have done a switcheroo at the yeah. beginning. I had no idea about that. But when... Uh, Gabe's doppelganger has him out on the water and he's doing these like yeah. calls 
and someone's responding. That's when I agree. And the police hadn't shown up yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's happening everywhere. And I knew oh, that. I, 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 that. I put that together right away because it reminded me of another great thriller slash horror movie that I was recently talking to a friend about. So it was fresh in my mind called The Invitation. If you oh, haven't, fuck, I still haven't seen haven't that. Seen that? No. Anyway, so we'll leave it at that. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, so it, it was uh, like I had known that. Uh, so when the other doppelganger showed up, I wasn't super surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so then, uh, uh, then the family shows up at their, their cottage because they have nowhere else to go and the cops haven't shown up. So they, they go to the house and they try to go in and obviously they get attacked by, uh, by the new set of doppelgangers, right. kill some more, uh, kill some more doppelgangers. Yeah, in, and like, in great fashion. In great, in great fashion. When they get there, fuck the police is still blaring out yeah. of the speaker yeah. when they're in there. Which and, uh, it's interesting they didn't, you know, keep a playlist going instead of looping the same looping. song. Over. Well, I, I think it's actually naturally only taking place over the course of four minutes or so. I thought, I thought mm. it was very recent. Like they just killed them and then they come up the Perhaps. the patio. Here's the thing that confused me. The door opens, and he can't, she doesn't recognize that this 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 guy is a doppelganger uh, because he's wearing this robe over this red jumpsuit. Yeah. When she does realize it, I think she has what does she have? Like a wrench or a pickaxe or something? Uh, the poker from oh the fire poker. Yeah. She fucking drops this fire yes. poker in his head. Yeah. Right. Takes it out, and he's still functioning. Yeah. Everything before this and. The rest of the movie leads you to believe that these doppelgangers are actually human. Yeah, they're not. There's nothing. They they hadn't hinted at anything supernatural about them. And other ones go down. They get stabbed in the chest. They die. They get shot in the face. They die. Uh, they get they get you know chewed up by a turbine. They die. Yeah, I think that I think that what this but this guy to took believe- a poker. To the head, right? But his daughter also felt got took the poker to the head or took no no, some, took, no but took no she got whacked with a with golf a, club with a golf point club. blank in the yeah. head and then fell, fell down and went through a table and then she got up and she was okay. That's true. And then um, red later on in the film, yeah, she takes a few pretty well that's, and it takes a lot to kill her. That's so what I mean. These things but are some, stronger. But, yeah, but that but it's all sort of all over the place. Like, uh, not really. Who wasn't really? Well, she hits. She no no. So the one girl that. She hit. She kills in the bathroom. Like she yeah. keeps like smacking her in the head. Yeah, yeah. So she, she gave him the double back. tap. Yeah, oh, well, that was more. You can't like a single seven click tap. on this. You got to give him a double. That click. was like a seven tap. She yeah, like yeah. like beat her. I got reminded of that scene from Sin City where Bruce Willis oh. punches Yellow Bastard's face until it's He's like punching a, ground. It's just yeah. like a like a pile of mustard. But uh, but yeah, so she falls down. But the uh, how does the how does the uh, how does the Elizabeth Moss's Same, doppelganger the, die? The fuck the big rock. Gets the big rock. From she the gets kid. knocked over the head with the rock. Yeah, but she never comes back, right? So that's what I mean. Like it's a little inconsistent. Like, uh, and they also it depends though. That rock was really big, and the sound it made was way more imposing than any of the other implements they'd used at that uh, point. I'm just saying, but but in terms of consistency, that's the only one I will say maybe wasn't as consistent. But right. the rotor blades on Abraham, he's gone. The car wreck when the girl came off, Umbre or whatever her name was, when she comes car. off. She was still maniacal and, yeah, and crazy, but right. she was also broken in half, basically, right. Her hanging legs in a tree. Like, yeah. So you could see that she was not... She's more than human. She's stronger than a typical human. Sure. She's not unkillable, obviously, yeah, yeah. but that's that's why I was okay with it. That being said, 
the Tim Heidecker, the Josh thing, yeah. I thought the same thing too at first. And then things considered continued to be pretty consistent with sure. that. So I was like, okay. Fair enough. I was, okay. Yeah, I, I made light or I made peace with it. Okay, so they um, go in, they go in and, and the Heidecker, uh, 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 what, what do we call him? Doppelganger. Yeah. Chases Gabe. Gabe offs him on the boat, and uh, the two kids kill the twins, mm-hmm. and uh, and they they save, do away with the family. Yeah, and they save Lupita Nyong'o's. Yeah. Uh, uh, their mom, basically. Yeah. They, they enjoyed what they were doing so much in the first house that they yeah. thought, let's do it in the second. Yeah, so she, uh, they, they off this entire doppelganger family. Yeah. The interesting thing here is they spend a ton of time in this one really weird, another shot where, again, I think that I think that Jordan Peele is being a little self-indulgent is this scene with Elizabeth Moss's character putting on makeup. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not smart enough to understand whether this really had like a, a ton of importance but uh, that was one of those scenes where I'm like I was on board for all of the a lot of the other artistic uh you know things that he was doing this one I was just kind of bored yeah like watching this scene yeah um I thought that the, the, this scene is what you were talking about when you were saying you were bored the the definitely some of the stuff the boat stuff in particular in the last house was a little boring this one also dragged on too even this the family sitting around at the dinner table and talking and yeah I guess that's when they had more of the exposition about the them all holding hands and yeah all so that now jazz. all these so they find out that the doppelgangers are not an isolated incident right the cops aren't showing up because they're busy or dead and uh the doppelgangers have been coming out out of the woodwork and they're all forming these lines a lot like this uh tv broadcast program that was shown at the beginning right. of the movie the uh hands, two number two yeah hands across america hands across america and they're all basically just making this huge line, yeah. holding these hands. Right. So uh, this is another time where Winston Duke's character, Gabe, says a really dumb thing where he's like, well, we should just stay here. We've got food and water and protection. I'm like, and they, the one character says it to him. It's like, look around. Yeah. Like, what are you talking what about, What the hell Dad? happened to these? I'm no. like, what? What are you thinking? You're in a house made of glass. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was just a really dumb thing to say. Not well thought out. Um, and he was really on it. Until, like, his wife is just like, shut the fuck up, Gabe. Yeah. Like, seriously. That's like the whole audience is like, shut the fuck up, Gabe. Wow. And uh, and then they, they proceed to, to, to drive off, exactly. They take the car. And there's a couple of moments of comedy when they're like, who's driving? It's like, how many people have you killed? They do, like, a kill yeah. count. I thought that was a really funny and really dark and gruesome joke. But it was... It, it worked. I it, was, it worked. It I worked. think it was funny. So with the car, they kill Umbre. Yep. Um, and then they try to get away, but then Red and Pluto catch up with them. And Pluto sabotages their car, tries to light them on fire and explode the car. But then... Jason kills him because of the mimicking thing. Yes. Which this was something it took me like I had to flash back to the fact that Jason was able to control him. Control him, him yeah. But that's the thing is like I didn't like that ending because it was just too easy. So that this is the moment where I'm thinking that when uh, Jason has the werewolf ma- like the wolfman mask on yeah. is when he has control over him. Because he has to. That's why I was thinking that when he's got it off, he doesn't really have control. Perhaps, but that's why he puts it on first and then walks backwards. And uh, the doppelganger does exactly what what he does, and um, he basically is immolated. He he catches fire. Right. Um, But 
uh, uh, Adelaide's doppelganger, Red, is right there in frame and snatches uh, Jason up yeah. and runs off into the original. Because, of course, they're back at the beach. Yeah. And yeah. he runs off into the original um, m- maze of mirrors, basically. Right. The Hall of Mirrors. So, uh, so that basically takes us to the climax of the movie. Right. Um, and this scene... Uh, was, the there anything ex- else? was there anything else here? No, um, at this point, uh, then uh, Zora and Gabe just try not to get killed and yeah. hide, hide away in the ambulance. Yeah. But the thing that's interesting is this is where you get the full exposition about the tethered. Yeah, so and, actually before we even get there, yeah. there's one thing I wanted to mention. Sure. She grabs the poker and she's going. Oh, so there's one thing I wanted to mention before. When when they kill um, her daughter, uh, her daughter's doppelganger, run her over, and sorry, not run over, launch her into the trees. And you said like she's all distorted and like crumpled in the trees. There's this moment where she tries to like reach out to her, saying it's okay, it's okay. I now look back at that, being like that's the connection she has with her because that. Because that could have been actually her family, mm-hmm. but I think what it's played, what it's played to in that scene is the fact that she looks like her daughter. I, I think so too. I, um, I wouldn't same have thing made with that the connection. with the with the son. Right when he's trying to when the, the Jason's doppelgangers Pluto's trying to trick them into staying still so he can light the car on fire. Right. She reaches out to him and says like It's okay, it's okay," but then. Um, Jason takes over, puts the mask on, and right. makes him walk into the fire. Um, I thought. Now I'm looking back. I'm like questioning everything, mm. essentially. But maybe I'm reaching a little too far. That might, right? That might not be the that. Yeah, the, the the clues for me at that point was my realization as to kind of how that was going to play out at the end happened after she started talking while she was while they were the while during the first home invasion. That I'm yeah. like, what happened? Maybe they switched. Yeah. Maybe that's why she can talk. Maybe that's why she's yeah. so pissed off. Yeah. And then there was the clues of the the hands across America. I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, they're probably the same. Yeah. And then there was, um, it was it was when she goes back in. Oh no, it was when she goes back. Yeah, sorry. When she goes back into the house, sees that the girl that fell down is no longer there, and then they have the fight. When she's whacking when she's her. whacking him, but the, she does this weird clicking mm. with her yeah. jaw, which yeah, <laughs> yeah like something yes. like that. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. I think my th- my theory kept on getting. Stronger, stronger yeah. as things progress. She does do that, and Jason sees her, yes. and that's when even Jason gets suspicious. Yeah, of like my mom's gone. Mom's gone crazy. Mom's like, gone post. Yeah, yeah, like postal. So uh, this all leads up to uh, mom essentially going back into this place where she first saw her doppelganger at the yes. beginning of the movie, and see how that line, even that line, works. Like. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. So she goes down. She finds this secret escalator and goes down. And this is a beautiful scene. I think it's shot so brilliantly. But the score in this scene is yeah. so good. It's like super pumping, like, orchestral score. And it's her going in with the poker. And it is the best imitation of James, James Cameron's Aliens. It's exactly, almost like frame for frame, replace the escalator with the elevator. Yeah. In Aliens, when Sigourney Weaver goes back for Newt. Yeah. Because the music's pumping. She's getting ready. She's going down the escalator. She's psyching herself out. And as soon as the elevator doors open in Aliens, the music cuts out. Yeah. And then, like, it starts, the suspenseful stuff starts. Shit, this yeah. exact same thing happens in this movie. She gets to the bottom of the stairs, rounds the corner. The music stops. And then it goes into, like, this suspense mode. So I'm like... That was like frame for frame aliens. Like that's interesting. Almost, which uh, when I say frame for frame, obviously, like uh, I'm doing the movie a disservice by saying that. Like I think it's a great interpretation of that 
of that scene. But I, I think it's definitely an homage. Whether it was intended or not is sort of up for debate. Right. Uh, but I thought it was super cool and I really did like it. Yeah. Um, it, it was, was a great, yeah. I mean, it was a, definitely that you could feel the, the suspense and the tension building the whole time. Yeah. And I guess really that's why it up. connected with me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I never actually made that connection. Good um, so, yeah. So, and then there are a bunch of white rabbits everywhere. So, I think that. I think that's like the Alice in Wonderland, the White Rabbit. You're literally following the rabbits down the down the rabbit hole. Yeah, um, that's the only thing I could think of. And uh, I think she, they just open. They had that opening scene with the rabbits, and they're like, "Well, we have them for another eight hours, and we have to shoot all this other stuff. Let them out. <laughs> let them out. Peta will have our ass if we don't let them walk around for a bit. Yeah, that's right. Um, rabbits on set get a five minute walking break. <laughs> Sorry." Um, yeah, no. So at this point, she ends up finding red in a in a classroom, and uh, yep, cutting something, cutting something, yeah. cutting hands across, and then yeah. she cuts out two, and it's yeah. just whatever. Um, but that's when she starts talking about what the tethered truly are—that they were essentially a failed government experiment spanning across these pipelines that are across the world. Yes, and that they got organized, and that they decided to uprise, and they had yeah. this master plan of hands across America to make a statement. To make says, a statement. Yeah. So at this point is when I kind of started abandoning my theory because to me I was like, okay, maybe. Oh, no, it was, I guess, after the fight was when I truly abandoned it. But this is where I yeah. started thinking, like, okay, well, maybe she has, because they have these emotional connections or these yeah. connections to their, um, you know, up uh, top floor people, is why she knows and is associated with, she's got this really weird connection to the Hands Across America. Because, because they, they essentially, they do have that connection. Yes. And if you noticed at the beginning when the home invasion started and Gabe... The, the Gabe's doppelganger is trying to break through the front door. He goes over to a rock yes. and the porch and lifts the rock and the key is under the rock. Right. How does he know that? He knew that. Yeah. Like he walked over to that oh, yeah, rock and lifted it. So it's like they do have a connection. Yeah. So, and count them. There are literally two lines in this movie and they're almost throwaway lines because she doesn't elaborate. Government experiment. Yes. One line connection to try to control the populace another yeah. line that's it yeah and we're done we're yeah. not talking about that again yeah and so much of that mythology it's interesting but for whatever reason they they, they do show some flashbacks of the carnival scene that yeah. you saw at the beginning of the movie and then down in these tunnels the exact same carnival scene playing out but played out in a very like zombies. Yes. So as if zombies were trying to act like human beings. Right. So that's what they're doing. They're acting out these scenes and, and they're copying. Jerky and yeah, 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 absolutely. They're copying them. And um, I barely, I wasn't even sure if I heard that line, government experiment, cloning experiment. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, wasn't even sure if I heard it. Mm -hmm. That's how quick it goes. Yeah. So fast. And the whole control them up top, uh, control the populace. I can't even remember if I heard that. And you saying that now, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That That's what she said but i i thought it was so fast that i thought i didn't hear it it was fast and it was just a weird direction to go like yeah i kind of put it up there with like the aliens from the fourth indiana jones movie yeah like it was just kind of a weird choice you know um but like the indiana jones film i came to accept it i mean yeah. i'm like all right well if this is the direction they want to go it's kind of an odd choice it kind of comes out of nowhere but at the same time where else are you gonna go if this it's is your choice this is your choice I think my only problem with that, and that this is the scene where that uh, that Brian De Palma 
shot is used where her face is taking up half the frame and it's in focus and uh and the other and the I thought citizen kane made that famous but oh really i don't know every brian de palma movie i've ever seen he does a shot, lot has that shot yeah, in it but uh there, there's a name for it and someone again someone smart is, is that what it is i think so really yeah all right well so this shot is in the movie and and again it's like it's jordan peele sort of flexing that like i'm not i'm not the average horror director at I'm 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 an artist and I'm making a movie that's distinctly mine. Mm. Like you, I'm sure that the other movies he makes, when you see a Jordan Peele movie, it's like, oh, I just saw a Ridley Scott movie, or I saw a Tony Scott, or I saw a Tim Burton movie. Like this isn't this isn't uh, you know, um, uh, or I saw a Scorsese movie. Like this is the kind of visual style he's going for. Yeah. He really ratchets that up in yep. this movie. Yep. Um, so so yeah, so there's that shot, and uh, and, and it's a long exposition scene. Yes. Really long. It's this exposition dump. It's yeah. like the thing that you try to avoid in a lot of movies. So um, and I was kind of like when it when that happened, I was like it deflated things a little bit. Yeah. Um, for me. And I um, don't know. Like, here's the thing: is I don't know that they needed to go that re- like they didn't need to give it a reason. They could have just been like, we've always existed. Something creepy and supernatural. So, yeah. Uh, something and, uh, scary. And yeah. There's some but something underneath us. Like and then it starts begging the question of well how many layers are there or something yeah, like this. Yeah, With yeah. this, it kind of gives it a really finite, almost boring quality to it. The whole government thing, I wasn't yeah. really into. Like the yeah. word government was thrown in there. I'm like, eh. Like I said, I wasn't really into it. I'm okay with it in the grand scheme of things, but I, t- it didn't seem like the best decision. Decision. I feel like there's so much you can do with that because they call them yeah. tethered. We're tethered to you like shadows, yeah. and that's why this whole werewolf thing came back. Michael Jackson's Thriller, The Wolfman. That's what they talk about. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. There's a good and bad part of right. everyone, and. Leaving the explanation at that would have been totally fine. Yeah, with agreed. me actually, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was just it was uh, demystifying things a little too much. Um, and there's an earlier line in the movie. It's like, "Who are you guys? What do you want?" And, like, and she says, "This is when they're sitting on the couch at the beginning of the home invasion movie." She says, "Like we are shadows. Like we are Americans." Yeah, she says. And again, I'm not one to really like. I don't know. I'm not super into politics, so when they have political themes in movies and satire, I don't immediately get them. Didn't understand why she said that. Like, I, I, I still don't really understand that. Do they represent the disenfranchised? Uh, I think there are probably other sort of, like, um, thematic uh, interpretations mm. of that. But that kind of flew over my head. Yeah. Uh, there's there, uh, I preferred... The angle of like the Wolfman and the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and the dark and bright side to everyone, but they they kind of went in a different direction with yeah. that. And that was a creative choice that they made. It didn't quite connect with me, but uh, I I did like some of the visuals that came with it right. um, because they they show um, the fact that she explains that when I met you, it changed my life. Yeah. she says. Red says that. Right, and she says that when I went back down there, I wasn't like everyone else. Right, I started to learn. You you started dancing, so I started learning how to dance. And then I wanted to organize something. We needed a better life, so she brings everyone together yeah. and basically uh, constructs this coup, basically yeah. for them to have a coordinated strike. Which and, let's talk about her better life. Sure. Yeah. What's joining hands across America? Yeah, yeah. I don't see. That's that's another part that I don't really understand. Yeah. It's like we need to make a statement, right? Yeah. 
but th- I think this goes in like one of the things that really resonated with her on that television mm-hmm. was this Hansel. It's like one of the last things she saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I so get I think that. that kind of makes sense. Uh, but she needs to make a statement, hands across America. It's like then I don't know. I can't even. Everybody? I can't even like conject. Like there's it, conjecture. It's like yeah. it's like is it? Does it mean that we are? We want to make a statement. You know, we. I don't. Oh, I'm fucking. It, we are inher- united. We are. Yeah. Like, there's. I don't know what it is. Inherently, my biggest problems with the movie, and this is what I was talking about at the very beginning, is is the third act in that goes in so many weird directions and takes so many weird twists and turns that yeah. you're left confused. Yeah. Um, this Hands Across America thing, I'm like, I don't... Like, what? Yeah. What, what's the end game here? What is what is to be gained? Yeah. And what... Like, if, if you want to do this unity across America and show that you're united and you guys are strong, what's the motivation of killing, killing everybody yeah. in such a weird way? And then... I, and then at the same time, is like, is this only happening in California? Yeah. Why is the East Coast not like sending over? Like they've got helicopters. They show helicopters. Is it just coming. California though? Right. Like I, I think maybe so. it's across the they United did, States or maybe. across the world. They didn't like, really they establish really that. So, but they get pretty far. So. Yeah, they do. They do with the hands across America yeah. thing. So, um, one of the things I didn't mention at the beginning was I actually, when I was letting this movie sit and unpacking, I was trying to do that myself. I didn't look at any reviews or any like explanations and like all of these forums and YouTube videos that are up there. We'll explain this to you. I'll probably do that later. I wanted this to be a more closer to my opinion of what it is. And then later I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's why. Or, oh, yeah, like this is this, you know, theme that I completely missed of like, you know, uh, of something that I just didn't get. So. That's you know why I'm coming at it like I am. I'm kind of like the hands across America thing. I don't really know thematically how that really plays in, but it's a hell of a statement. Let's put it that way, and that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to make a statement. So, um, so this big exposition dump happens. Was yeah. there anything else you wanted to say about that? No, I I just I, to be honest, I want to just talk about the end of this. Yeah. Film. So this fight. Uh, happens now they fight each other and now is this the what you were referring to as a great fight scene it was actually pretty good it was it was really well choreographed because you've got a sense of violence but you've got got also essentially red dancing away from her yeah she's super elegant but she's still getting little cuts and stabs in as well that's right it's it's narrated to that awesome remix that was what i was gonna say that's where you start you literally did your fucking snap thing in the theater because they use this this uh cut of I Got Five yeah. on it that they used in the trailer that's on the original motion picture soundtrack. And they used it in this scene and I was just in heaven. It was yeah. so, so good. And this is what this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about using music. If it really does mean something, right? If it really does mean something, Jordan Peele's like, look, we're just gonna we're not just gonna use the song. Yeah. I'm gonna go out of my way and make something and make it a part of the movie. And right. he went the whole nine yards and make this new mix and it's great, it's cinematic, it's exciting, it's uh atmospheric, it's perfect. It right. was absolutely perfect and I loved that. I loved that. And the fight scene was very good. Yeah. And then Although at the end I'm I'm just like she's she's offed pretty for a person who is like red is dancing away from her and slicing her and slicing her and slicing her. Yeah. And then she goes to attack her from behind and gets stabbed in the chest. And yeah. I was kind of like, that was weird. I almost thought she did it on purpose. Yes. I thought that she let herself die be- to make some kind of a point that maybe will get revealed a little bit later. And I don't know. Maybe she did considering what happens. But she dies. And um, 
sorry, uh, 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 Adelaide kills her doppelganger, mm-hmm. and Adelaide goes and finds her son in a locker, like hiding in a locker, and comes out, and her son, because she's covered in blood now, yeah, and her son almost like recoils from her in right. that moment, and because he's like, oh, I saw her go crazy on that, you know, in that one house, and I'm like, is this her? Yeah, is it the doppelganger? Like, who is this? And she's like, no, 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 it's me. She does something that they established early in the movie with their hands, like they do with their yes. hands. And she's like, don't worry, you're going to be safe. But there's that moment where he's like recoiling. Yeah. And uh, they go back up topside. Yeah. Get into the car. Uh, ambulance, actually. Yeah, ambulance. And they basically get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Right? And that's when the whole switcheroo thing is actually revealed. So why don't you tell us exactly what happens here? Well, basically it shows that she was actually... She was actually choked out by the doppelganger. At the beginning of the movie, when in the in the House of Mirrors. In the House of Mirrors. When she, she meets her doppelganger. She was choked out, brought down into the the the, the depths, the tunnels, I guess, yeah, the tunnels. Yeah. And she ends up becoming now, what's her name? Adelaide. I was going to say Abigail. She's now yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. So, and that's it. That's basically it. She lives the whole life. Her parents know something's wrong. She finds dance, which apparently is her seeing God as well, because that's what happened with the tethered. Red, yeah. She so, mentioned that. Yeah, so she. That's that. I always thought that was interesting. So it goes back to the first scenes where it's like, I want my daughter back, right? And it shows Adelaide not speaking. She's not speaking. She doesn't know how to talk, right? Right. Like, and and she looks traumatized because she's never been up to the surface before, right? So, and then they're like, you should, you know, they push dance onto her, and she starts dancing, but. The original Adelaide, the one that was originally born on the surface, but now is shackled in the shadow realm or whatever, also starts dancing. Mm. But she is fundamentally different yes. than all everyone else because she wasn't born here. Right. She knows how to talk, yep. which is why she is the only one who does any of the exposition and knows how to talk at the exactly. beginning of the movie. And it's not even like... It's not the best verbiage either. No. Right? So it's like she's... She wasn't educated. She's, she wasn't edu- formally educated, right. you know? So, uh, and her voice is all fucked up. So it's like all of these little tells, like that sort of come crashing down when, um, and that's why she could dance. Yeah. Right? And that's why she could organize everyone because she was born topside, right. not, not in this like shadow world. Now, this is, this is another one of these things that really pissed me off about the ending because you had a pretty tight package. And I like that you're kind of misleading, potentially misleading the audience into thinking that maybe they got switched, maybe they didn't, whatever. But you don't have to go all Clone Saga at the end unless there's really a point to it. It was a very last minute thing to do. And uh, Jason, her son, is watching her drive yeah. the car as she is, because essentially she's repressed this memory. Yes. So now the memory comes back and she realizes that she was born down there and she she basically forced her way up. Yes. Right? And, uh, but I'm and not, she has I'm... this smirk on her face at the end. that And Jason's looking at her apprehensively. Yeah. And she has a smirk on her face. And essentially the movie ends with a shot of the... Uh, uh, all of the doppelgangers holding hands across the mountains yes. and like helicopters flying around and then the movie ends. Um, the thing so is... So I don't really... Yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. the thing is, is is I didn't even really see a smirk and if there was a smirk, it it was more that she's with her family. Yeah. The, it, those, that I don't whole think it was a thing, vil- It's not a villainous no, smirk. No, I don't think so at all. But it's more of like, it's a recognition that 
oh. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe she's happy to be with her family, maybe. But it's such a last-minute change that thematically I don't understand exactly, exactly. what they were trying to say. Exactly. My it, only... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was saying my only guess is that it's thematic in that she achieved what Red couldn't. Mm. She took her life. She basically was like this disenfranchised, forgotten people, and she climbed out of that hole, and she's living this like perfect life. And she was able to do that even though she was born down in that sort of like shadow area, that doppelganger town. Yeah, um, yeah. But the, to me, it's it's a distraction from this this journey that this family and that character of Adelaide has gone on so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say the exact same thing about her literally going down into the tunnels, rescuing Jason, and coming back out of the tunnels with her heart with her child you know and reuniting with her family so this whole throwing that in there to me it didn't add anything all it did was distract from I guess what the real climax of the film was for me was going into the depths learning about everything and then the you know that uphill battle of being able to beat your doppelganger who's so outclassed has you so outclassed that you got lucky basically but you're out Right. Yeah, that's right. So I I don't know. To me, it was just I I like that. I actually liked the fact that so I had that predicted that they did the switcheroo. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was kind of revealed maybe not. And then she kills Red, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess that's it. Yeah. And then because I figured if they were gonna do that twist, it was gonna mean something. Yeah. But then to stick in it at the end, I was like, God damn it! Like. I thought you guys had me fooled, and I felt pretty happy about that yeah. because I like being wrong when I predict something yeah. early on. I like being fooled, and in this case, I was just like, "God damn it!" Like I thought you guys were better than this. Yeah. So I, I, it just to me, it didn't, it did not add a goddamn thing to the film. All it did was just add more confusion for no reason. Like I, I, I don't mind a Shyamalan twist on things. Yeah. I say Shyamalan because I know it'll piss you off, <laughs> but. I don't mind a twist at the end of the film if it's going to leave an, a lasting impact that furthers the film in some yeah. way. This one didn't. In it's my, not. It yeah. just confu- It just adds confusion. I think it basically confused me. Yeah. I, and again, I'm going to do. I'll probably do a bunch of research, see what other people think, and yeah. like interpretations that are not my own that will become like something I learn from. But initially, walking out of the movie again. It's probably smarter than I am. So when I walked out of the movie, I was actually kind of confused. Mm-hmm. Not about what had happened. The movie's clear. The right. movie's clear. It tells you exactly what's yes. happened. But I'm just like thematically, like what is it, what are we trying to say here? Like what what did that add to the character arc right. uh, for Lupita Nyong'o's character? What yep. did the, what did that add? Because I, I wasn't ha- sure because they don't explore it at right. all. It's yeah. this. It's almost like a stinger at the end of the movie. The equivalent of like Jason climbing uh, climbing out of the uh, on the canoe and grabbing the girl at the end, or Freddie coming out of the the mirror at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, like that kind of stinger. And it, it feels it almost felt cheap. It, it did feel it, cheap. Yeah, it, it felt all, tacked on. But the thing is, is I'm, those stingers like Jason coming up or yeah. Freddie coming back, you know what that means. They're back and they're or sorry, they're still around sequel, yeah. and they're gonna you know, fuck yeah. some shit up. This one told us that she's the doppelganger. But I wasn't convinced that she was bad. She wasn't. Yeah, no. And I think no I don't think the movie. I don't think the movie is really trying to convince you of that either. Yeah. And if they are, they didn't do a very good job. No. Of it. But there was an edge at the end, like because even her son 
notices. Oh yeah, she had the something. same violent look in her eyes that she had when she was killing the yeah. daughter in um, the Tim Heidecker's place. Yeah, exactly. So. so, so there is a bit of trepidation there. So maybe the movie is trying to say that okay, now that she knows, like maybe something's changed, but maybe. they don't really explore it. So. Um, I, what I do like is that all of the language that's used in the movie, like when Red is explaining doing that information dump, when she's telling the story about, oh, there was once a once upon a time, there was a shadow, like, you know, there was a group of people living on the surface and a group of people living in the depths. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, saying things like, when I met you, my life changed, it all works. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really clever. I think that there's something tech. Technically speaking, there's something really clever about that. When you go back and watch, it's like none of the dialogue has to change. No. Because it's like when I saw you, yeah, your life did change. You fucked me up and dragged me into yeah. the and dragged me into the thing and you took over my life. Yeah. My life changed, yes. right? So it's um I think that's really clever. But technically I think it's clever. I just I haven't really figured out what the the impact to that character's arc yeah. is, if if any. That's the problem. Um, That's the reason why I have a problem with it is that it's a big thing that you throw in at the end of the movie yeah. to no avail. Yeah. There's no purpose for yeah. it. It didn't need to happen. And all it did was cause you know, confusion. So right. Agreed. That's my problem um, with it. But overall, man, I would certainly recommend the film. Oh, yeah. No, I think that people should see this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think that they should come to their own conclusions about yes. it. I think it's a technically extremely well-made movie. I think that there's a lot of unique ideas and a unique mythology here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the acting is really strong. The score is fantastic. Um, and there's more to it. I just haven't figured it out. <laughs> I think there's more to it. I just, you know, it's something that I'm going to have to watch again. I'm, exactly. It's definitely a movie that will, I think will benefit from a second second go around. Amen. Um, I think I like Get Out better mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a complete package of a movie that's like thematically all sort of like put well put together and with closure. And I think Get Out is is a is a better is a more accessible movie. I think. And I and I like I think I like it better, but this one might grow on me as I sort of unravel its mysteries, basically as right. time goes on. But that's uh, fair, yeah, makes sense. All right, well, yeah, I think that's it. Man. Yeah, that's enough of this movie. <laughs> An exhausting one, but right. uh, a good one. So uh, I'm assuming you've probably seen it if you've gotten this far. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. All right, take care, guys. See you later. I got the vibe on